The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Welcome to a Play to Win podcast where we talk about winning in CEDH. I'm Cam. And I'm Dylan. Wow, it's just so great to be back. I'm so happy to be back with the podcast. Today we're talking about how to get into CEDH. You're new to the format, you've clicked on this link, so you want to get into CEDH, but how do you do that? What are the resources? What are the steps? How do you do it? Yeah. That's what we're going to talk about. Yeah, so this is going to be a great video. This is going to be a great uh, video to send to your friend so that we can kind of cover everything that they would need to do to ideally get set up into the format. And I think that this is actually the way that a lot of people get into the format, but they just didn't realize that they covered seven and a half whole steps to get to the point that they're at. Oh, so you're saying most people go through these steps that you've oh, written yeah. down. Yeah, everyone's gone through this step. If you got into CDH, we're breaking it down. This is almost everything that I did. Or it, these are the things that I wish I would have done in this order had I known about those. Well, that's, that's that's why that's why this video is here, right? Like we want to we want to make everything's sure. at one source. Yes, exactly. So this is the ideal way to get into CEDH. Okay. All right. All right so, so we have seven and a half steps. Seven and a half. We're gonna immediately start off with step a half, so that all of them end in a half. Now. Good. All right. So step one and a half. <laughs> that's perfect. Good. So step step one half is we're gonna throw out all preconceived notions that we have about CEDH. Um, I don't care if you've heard that... It's a turn one format, right? Or if it's a turn 10 format. Right. There's so much variation that can happen in a CEDH, just like a regular EDH game. Um, Turn order matters. There's there's a lot of stuff that comes up that you don't think about. Um, So all of that stuff that we might have heard about, we're going to clean slate. We're going to wipe the slate clean. Wipe the slate clean. That's kind of hard to say. Wipe the slate clean. Wipe the slate clean. Burying the hatchet. I think that means something else. That's, that's the same, same thing. thing. That's You're like sure? starting over, starting afresh. But that's like specifically with a person, though. We had beef, and now we're squashing the beef. I've had beef with CDH. Yes. No more, thanks right. to this video. No more, exactly. So This podcast is a podcast. It's a podcast. It's a video podcast. I am recording on audio. I double-checked. Good. Okay. We're doing good. Video's recording, too. All right. Nice. All right. This is bound to be great. By the way, we're already doing better i think yeah we this is much better we did we already did this whole podcast and we're like that sucked let's do it again if you didn't like this you should have seen the first one um so step uh one and a half then is <laughs> we're gonna read cedh.guides philosophy document right yes this is ken bauman's website a lot of other people worked on it as well if you go to that site you'll be able to see that i talk about this a lot i think it's an excellent resource it's one that i really really wish that i had when i was first getting into cdh because it basically has everything it's it's like this video, but in like a website we format. Almost, we could almost end the podcast right yeah. now. <laughs> right. Go to that website yeah. and then go from there. There's so much. But the first thing we're going to do is just read the philosophy document. Because I think what happens is that we get into CEDH from Commander. Yes. So I know, personally, I was playing in like local LGSs every single week. Um 60 card formats um and we were modern players exactly big modern players like every time there'd be a local grand prix i would go and play in it um but as more and more of my friends were playing in commander i 
started to, you know, play in a lot more casual circles. Um, and naturally, we were a bunch of, you know, tournament magic players that really wanted to play Commander more now because uh, we, we had so many people at the time, right? Multiplayer just worked better. So stumbling into CEDH was kind of natural for us at that point. Um, I drafted a lot of Vintage Cube, and, like, there's a lot of busted stuff you can do in Vintage Cube um, that I, I feel like I can do in CEDH, too. So We're assuming that if you've gotten to this point, you are you are from Magic in some other capacity. You're probably yeah. not learning how to play Magic right in CEDH because that would be a little bit tricky. There's just a lot of, a lot of stuff, a lot of cards. Yeah, weird stuff to start playing magic in is cedh that's a intensely deep pool to jump into right yeah but you kind of have to we didn't really talk about this though the uh, the the couple of specifics that are important to know about commander specifically cdh we should talk about that before we go further on our list we're only on one and step one and a half we'll take a quick break from that pit stop and talk about something else for a little bit a little disclaimer the three things i think that i think you think we think we all think play to win things (laughs) yeah Uh, that (laughs) are super important is it's important to know the cards in the format there's a moxfield site a link specifically we'll talk about moxfield in a second that has basically all of the staples in the format it's important to get familiar with that list you can just read them one by one get a sense of the cards that you're going to see out there while you're playing so it's important to know the cards in the format because the meta is the format the meta game is what everyone is playing that's how you're going to have to decide what to either way the other important things are knowing how the stack works and knowing how priority works these things are super important in our format because of the four player nature of it Um, so it's important to know that Priority goes in clock order. Every time something new is placed on the stack, everybody gets a round of priority. And it's important to know how the stack works, first in, last out. That's kind of self-explanatory, but it's just those things, they come up a lot. There's a lot of many cards on the stack at the same time, so it's important to know how priority in the stack works. You know when to interact because the whole format is interacting. And there's a lot of commanders that win because of stupid stack interactions too. That's true. Like, uh, decks like Anala win because they abuse how the stack works. Right, and also because Eminence is broken. Also, because Eminence is broken too. Yes. Uh, Gitrog does not have Eminence, but also abuses the stack because can win in bizarre ways on your cleanup step, even. Yeah. So it's just important to remember that every time you're casting a spell, you're basically asking your opponent, does this resolve? Does this resolve? Does this resolve? You're not just saying, this is, I'm casting it, it resolves. Uh, you have to make sure priority goes around. Make sure everyone's okay with the spells as you cast them. And magic's a complicated game. So give people time to think about what they want to do too. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's definitely a, a, a given forth. We can get back to the yeah, exactly. Let's, let's get back to the list. Okay. Uh, so our number two and a half is watch gameplay. This is yeah, selfishly because yeah, we're a gameplay channel. You yeah. I mean, you're already this, but... on a great resource. You're already doing this one. Exactly. Right. If, if you're yeah. if, if you're watching this video, you've already gotten to this step. You should have gone to step one first. CDH.guide. Go back, read the philosophy document. But yeah. now you're here. Watch content, other content. There's a ton of great resources. We'll link some of them below. Uh, if you want to find them on Twitter, find them on YouTube, find them anywhere that they're making content. Um, that's the best way that you're going to learn about the format. Learn how people cast their spells. Learn how the priority works. Learn how the win conditions happen. Watching content at first is going to be the best way to do that. And for me, it was a great way to kind of understand what kind of decks um, were out there and what else I might be playing against. Because you can only learn so much from uh, the, the playgroup that you're playing with. 
but it doesn't give you a good idea as to like down the line if you end up going to play in large events you know what all you might see in those kind of settings too right yeah and if you listen to podcasts and you watch gameplay videos and you just uh, observe and you know consume cdh content you'll get to kind of understand what to expect in tournaments and what to expect in strange metagames which is in my opinion like the best way to play cdh is kind of like with strangers which is kind of different from casual commander for me i don't really like playing casual commander with strangers because i don't know what the power level is going to be i'm not sure if my deck's going to be way too underpowered or way too overpowered but in cdh we know the power level it's as powerful as you can get so playing with strangers is like a blast cdh is almost like a misnomer like it really should be called max power because that's really what we're going for right right? like we're just trying to play at the maximum power but like we're also it's also kind of established while we're talking about this like rule zero situation for cedh it's also pretty established that you know i'm gonna do what i can to win the game and i'm going i'm not gonna like rules lawyer the crap out of you but like i'm going to you know make sure that like you know everything happens the right way that it's a fair game for everyone but i'm also going to make plays that will help progress me through the game right yeah it's important to keep that mindset because mindset as you'll read on the philosophy document if you haven't paused the video to read that yet or pause the podcast we're making a podcast okay it's a podcast a um, video yeah. podcast playing to win which is why we named the channel oh this my oh my God. God. <laughs> um, that's that's the that is cdh that's the mindset of like all of your game actions progress you to uh, a win the game in a more likely chance that's why you're making all of your decisions you it thinks you you think it increases your chance to win the game so that is kind of the main difference between like high power and cdh um and which is uh what you'll learn more as you're watching gameplays you're watching other players interact you'll understand what that means you know why is it bad to king make why is it bad to do spite plays things like that yeah should we why talk about don't that scoop yeah we, we might as well talk about some of it yes things like spite plays which is making a decision just because man fuck you that's why you know you screw me over before yeah don't really do that in cdh yeah, you know it doesn't, doesn't really it happen. doesn't increase your chance to win the game don't try to kill a bunch of stuff while your death is on the stack or something like that right yeah if, if you're only going to make things that help progress you and again like if, if if you're if you're just going to die anyway maybe it's not worth doing something maybe it's not worth casting pact of negation when you only have four lands and no dark ritual in your hand right yeah it's one of those things that you kind of know when you see right. sometimes things are inevitable where like you'll go to you'll go to counter someone because they're trying to win the game and the only way that you cannot lose the game is to counter the spell, right? So you got to counter the spell, but then like the the player after them then wins the game, right? Right. That's gonna happen. That's just gonna happen, right? But you have to do everything that you can to keep yourself in the game for as long as possible, right? right. Scooping in response to Doxad Extortionist immediately <laughs> takes right. It could take your win percentage from 0.5 to zero, and that that's still zero's worse than anything else. Right. Yeah. Concession can be a good thing if you're locked out of the game for one reason or another, and you talk to the table. And- and say, hey, are we all good to concede? None of us can cast spells. That's great. That's not what we're talking about. But But bringing this back to the step, this is all stuff that you'll see in gameplay, right? This is the exact mindset that you'll see. We're still a part of the commander format. We're just a mindset that kind of created its own metagame. Right, yeah. Is basically what that is. So our number three and a half is look at deck list. Yes, this is the best way to understand the format, understand the cards that have been played. We talked a little bit earlier about the staples list on Moxfield. That is super great, but seeing the numbers in deck list is very important. Seeing the low land count, most decks are playing 28 to 32 lands. Some are playing as low as like 25 or 26. Some are playing as high as 35 or 36. Depends on the deck. You know, there's a whole bunch of range, but that 30-ish, I would say, is like the average for a CDH deck right now. To me, that's the first thing I check if I'm seeing, is this a 
a CDH deck or a, or a high-powered list, I check the lands. If it's around 30, okay, that's step one. The second thing that I check for is the four artifacts. Mana Crypt, Mox Diamond, Chrome Mox... Which one am I forgetting? Soul Ring. Soul Ring. Uh, it's got to have all four of those. Only one of them you'll see in like every casual deck. Right. CDH decks, every single one. Every single one are going in there. I think there are some Yuriko lists that maybe don't play Soul Ring or something. I think that's wrong. But I haven't ever seen a casual player put Lion's Eye Diamond in their deck. Yeah, that's a um, that's a great signal. Card. But that's a great signal card right there that this is CEDH that we're playing. Some other things, Um, every single possible tutor. Oh, yes. Every single possible tutor that's going to advantage you that's also low to the ground. We're not playing Diabolic Tutor or anything like that, right? We're Some three-mana tutors like Eldritch Evolution and Praetor's Grasp, those cards might be played. But everything that is a small, cheap one-to-two-mana tutor, that's going to be in your deck. We're also going to be playing, I mean, outside of, like, the four main mana artifacts we just named, uh, this is where you'll see a lot of, like, mana vaults and, like, other really cheap artifact manas that help make up for the fact that you're playing so few lands. Um, and you might see a lot of rituals, too. Right, yeah. And um, if you're looking at these deck lists, you'll, it'll be really helpful to kind of see what the main strategies are. You know, the stacks lists, the mid-range lists, the uh, turbo lists. You can kind of translate those to 60-card formats that the turbo lists are kind of the aggro lists, the control lists in 60-card are that's going to be better for like stacks in CDH and mid range is mid range across the board. In our fam in our format, we just play Seaborn Muse. Um, but as you look at these deck lists, um, a great place to find them is like CDH deck list database. Yeah. Um, that it, once you look at those decks, that'll give you a real help to find what kind of deck that you want to play, what cards that you want to play. Yeah. It's a great jumping off point. Like you'll go out there and you'll find decks that aren't on the database that are really cool and really powerful. Um, but it's a really good snapshot of the format. A good, like if you like a, you sh put a big shovel in a big scoop of dirt yeah. and like you got a bunch of it, but there's still a bunch of dirt that's still there. Maybe dirt's not the right word. I don't know if I quite understand the metaphor, but right, like the, if you're shoveling mulch, right? <laughs> but like, it's a big pile. I'm of talking mulch. to the wrong guy. There's a big <laughs> pile of mulch and you only, scooped some of it out that's the database right? that's the database they have okay. some of the mulch but they don't have the entire mulch pile all right they don't all right so you can go deeper is what you you're saying you can go deeper the than the database yes, yes. exactly okay. absolutely no CEH I, yeah. is a big heaping pile of mulch <laughs> this is an excellent metaphor i'm glad that you explained it exactly what's the next step uh so number four and a half is find your play style so we already talked about the the different types of archetypes that are out there between turbo stacks and mid-range turbo is stuff like ad nauseum casting one spell that will draw you 30 to 50 cards and winning the game from one situation like a combo normally those decks win off of like thassa's oracle or underworld breach things storming off if you will although not always storming exactly like the mechanic but you're casting many spells in the same turn which is what storm is yeah okay um, and then there's also stacks, which is a lot of, I mean, this one is, we translate it to control, which oftentimes it is decks like, think of one stacks, uh, Yasharn. Like Urza. Urza is a better example. Urza is a great stacks deck. Um, these decks don't see as much play anymore. There is a debate on whether or not they're even really that good, honestly. But uh, I think yeah, there are decks like Blood terrible. Pod uh, that can really stacks out the board. It's interesting, though, stacks in our format, if you're you know looking for that control feel, stacks in our format is often more of a creature strategy, which make, would make more sense for like an aggro player. 
But re- realistically, the creature decks win slower than the turbo decks. Yeah, exactly, right? So you're you're just looking for creatures that are going to impact the board, prevent people from playing uh, spells potentially, making it more expensive for people to cast spells. Um, really, Things that cripple other decks from doing what they want to do is really what you're looking for. And then there's also mid-range decks that— That's ex- just value. Yeah, they just exist kind of in the middle between they want to try to make sure the turbo deck can't win on turn three and they want to get off right before the stacks deck can turn the corner and win the game in the super late game mid-range decks are playing things like seedborn muse are a lot of times i would say green decks like thrasios yeah decks. a lot of the green decks tend to lean towards the mid-range style there um just decks that are trying to generate a ton of value and are interacting a lot blue yeah, farm yeah, is a exactly. blue farm is a mid-range deck the interacting a lot and not necessarily trying to win immediately i think are also big you know indicators as to what would be considered yeah. mid-range too. I, I would say decks like blue farm which is tim necrom uh at one point was considered a turbo deck and i think in many people's eyes it still is considered a turbo deck i find that deck win percentage just skyrockets if you just try to wait to the mid game so in my mind it's a mid-range deck that has the ability to win quickly but realistically oftentimes maybe shouldn't win quickly and should just try to grind instead (laughs) yeah exactly so as we're going into our next step i do want to point out something else that we are looking for as we're going through steps three through five here three and a half through five three oh yes i'm sorry three and a half through five and a half so step five and a half is pick your deck yeah but again we want to make sure that we're looking out for these for five things when we're going to pick our deck um the commanders that we use want to have either card advantage combo potential yeah like a combo outlet part of a combo thank you yep um removal removal uh removal is an option for a commander stacks piece a stacks piece is also an option for a commander or they're a haymaker. Yeah, big beefy beater. Something that's just going to deal a lot of damage and disrupt the board in some powerful way. Exactly. Um, those are the things that you're looking for. Almost every commander in CDH will have one of those things in probably that order. Card advantage being the most important. Combo potential being the second most important. Most definitely. You'll see uh, decks like Magda that are like a main combo potential commander. Uh, whereas decks with like Thrasios or Timna in them uh, have a lot of options for card advantage right there. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of different options, a lot of different ways that you can play cdh a lot of different things that you can pick a lot of different styles um but those are the main ones that you're going to be looking for in cdh certain high power commanders like maybe a traxa or something like that from regular commander they don't always translate the best into our format um because it's not doing one of those five things it's not gaining you advantage unless you already have something going on and it's hard to get stuff going on in in cdh there's a lot of interaction yeah Yeah, the one the plus one plus one counter decks in cdh are not necessarily what the plus one plus one counter decks are in regular edh um i think i think what's important to note as you're picking your deck is that not all commanders are created equally so there are going to be some that you're you're you might just not be able to play um that being said if you bring me a deck in a cedh setting that might not be something i've seen before i'm going to treat it as a cedh deck oh, right like Every if day. you yeah. th- again that's exactly what we're saying at the beginning of the game is that like we're trying to play at the maximum power and if if we all know that that's what we're doing yeah Hell yeah, bring it on. I want to see that. Yeah, every commander deck is a CDH deck. Some of them are just bad CDH decks. Yeah, they're just, they might not win a tournament. When people say Atraxa isn't playable, who said that? Did I say that? When people say things like that, what they really mean is like, it hasn't been good yet, but maybe yeah, right. maybe you can make it good. I don't if know. If you went maybe to you a tournament, maybe it wouldn't do the best, but like... Maybe in your local meta, like it, it kicks ass. Whatever works, works. If it's winning games in a CDH environment where everyone else is trying their hardest and playing all the cards that they want to, I'm not going to stop a, you. Yeah, day. exactly. Uh, number six. Number six is. Number six and a half. Six. Oh, shit. <laughs> 
<laughs> Number six and a half is building your deck. We haven't played a game of CEDH at all. Good thing there are one, there's one more step after this. Yes, there's one more step at this, so don't you worry about that. We have to build our deck first. Uh, so, CDH cards can be expensive. You might have noticed going through steps three through five, the, uh, the little price tag thing at the bottom of moxfield.com there. Um, yeah, these decks can be pretty expensive. So we, we have a couple of workarounds. Main one is Proxy. Yeah. What's, the, what's the site that I use? What's the site that we use to actually go to stuff? Uh, I, should we even uh, say that when we have too many people go and then it gets shut and down? And then it's going to get shut down. Just yeah. Google it. Just like just Google yeah. it. If You'll you find just, it. If you just Google Proxy, proxy like MTG, making proxies for M Magic You'll eventually get to one where you can like print it out, which is what we do for the yeah. show. Cameron cuts them all out individually. We should get you oh, one of those paper cutters. I'm so bad at them. Oh, really? If you want really lopsided and crinkled proxies, <laughs> okay. like, hell yeah, let's we'll do that. keep it with the scissors. Like, keep it with the scissors. No, the scissors work. The okay. scissors work. Because now I'm at a point now you get, like, the big box of proxies and you can sort through some stuff. Right, yeah. Right? So, again, the other thing that you can do is you can go back to that Moxfield link that we talked about um, that has the most commonly played cards. And you can just keep a bunch of proxies around so that that way uh, you get to play a bunch of different decks. What kind of helped me get into the format was I, I wanted to play a bunch of different decks. So proxying allowed me to play, you know, a bunch of different styles, every single Thrasios variant that I wanted to. Um, and it, it really kind of helped me figure out what decks I liked the most and what ones I wanted to build in paper then. Yeah, it's also if you're proxying, it's really good at getting other people into CDH. You need a pod. You need three other players. And if your friends aren't quite sure if they want to dip their toes in, if you say, here's a deck, here's Goto, you can learn to play. Um, that'll be helpful at getting other people yeah. into CDH and proxying is like the only real way to do that for right. most people. For a fifth of the price of a CEDH deck, you can proxy up four CEDH decks and just like go to an LGS and say, hey, who wants to try some CEDH? Yeah, well, maybe be careful with the LGS. Check with them before you bring proxies inside because some stores yeah, are a little yeah, bit yeah, hesitant LGS. about that. But at your home, at a kitchen table, when it's not for a tournament or for online tournaments. Or like a bus stop. Yeah, a bus stop. Wait, what? Yeah, like you just go to the bus stop and just... <laughs> There's always people hanging out there. What, right? nine years old? Yeah, there's always... Well, no, I mean, just like... Like, even like the Lanta. Like, there's always people <laughs> waiting for the Lanta. And just give them a deck like, and yeah. teach them how to play Magic yeah, real quick right? before they get on the bus. I don't know. That's a great idea. I think so, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but as long as, you're, as long as you're not playing in a bar, tournament, right? <laughs> proxies are a great yeah. idea if you're playing with your friends. Yeah, exactly. Okay. There's a couple of sites that we can include um, somewhere. Should we include? Nah, fuck it. We won't include the sites. Google the, Google the sites. Google it. Like, if you ever want to learn how to do something, just Google it. I know we said we would do everything in this video, but... <laughs> Which is imagine if the whole video is all right. Step one: Google it. Google it. Google cedh.guide. Google cedh.guide. Then yep. Google cedh gameplay. Yep. Google cedh decklist. Google. 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 What's my Google. play style? Just Google it. Google it. Google things with Bing. I hope we're gonna get like Google ads now. Oh, because oh. we're saying Google too much. Stop saying Google. Stop saying Google. Wait, maybe Google Ads are good. Why don't we want the money from Google? Yes. I'm full time now. Oh yeah, we need the money. We need to get sponsored by Google. Google sponsor us. I'll wear I'll wear Google Glass. <laughs> All right, let's get to the next choo, 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 choo. last step. Last step. All right. Well, my inside of my glasses prompter is telling me that number seven and a half is play your deck. Oh, we're finally there. We can finally, finally play CDH playing now. the deck. So uh, where do you play the deck? Because not every LGS is going to have the uh, exact setting that you want. Some LGSs uh, have players that aren't interested in e CEDH yet. Um, not until you get them into it. Yep. I, first step is to ask, though. Gotta That's ask the first thing you gotta do. Store. You gotta ask local game store, especially if you are playing proxies. Um, at least you're in the store, but yeah. you know, don't 
cause a scene or anything like that. But just otherwise, there is a humongous percentage of the community that's online and very heavily present online. Um, if you are a play to win patron, that means that you already have access to the CEDH. What you have access to the play to win discord for games of CEDH is yeah. what I'm trying to say. Um, and there's people on our discord that are playing games every single day. Um, they're a great group of folks uh, and a, a great way to, to get, your feet in discord is where a lot of the games happen in my experience in my view that's where i see a lot of cdh games going happening going place cdh.guide has a list of discords that you can get into there's a ton that if you go off of the decklist database you can find specific um discord channels for specific decks um, a lot of these discord channels have um, tournaments or some way to play with other people a lot of other content creators have other discords playing with power has a tournament series that you can do through theirs so a discord is how a lot of these games happen and uh, we use something called spell table which has the life totals on there that you know so and it's pretty easy to set up too uh, what we actually use for our online footage is we we well, we use Zoom. We use Zoom, yeah, but we just set up our phone as our camera. Yep. So, um, well, now we have tripods, but when we first were setting up, I had just had, like, uh, long boxes of my magic bulk yeah. and, like, two-gallon peanut jars that sat <laughs> on top of them and a big cardboard box across the top that I strapped my phone to. Yeah, as long as you have a smartphone, you should be able to make it work and, and get on some discords and, and play some magic. And that's really the, the best way to learn a CEDH deck is to play it. You can go through the prime. We didn't even talk about primers. You can go through the primers for your deck as you're like looking at deck list and, um, you know, getting the exact lines of play for how your deck is supposed to go. Um, but really the best way to, to learn how you get yourself into those situations to combo off is to play the game. 100%. The only way that you learn is through making mistakes. That's not true. You can learn through other ways. But making mistakes is, in my opinion, the best way to learn. You're going to make a lot of mistakes. And you're going to learn a lot. You're going to have to go through that thing to kind of learn how the format works and learn how to play. But playing is the best way to get better and to get more involved in CDH. Exactly, yeah. The bug, sorry. It's a little bug. No, that's okay. <laughs> no, yeah, de def definitely. Um, that's I. Most of my learning from every format that I've ever played has been from making mistakes. Yep, hundred percent. Obviously, we make a ton of them. Oh yeah, right. <laughs> make a lot of silly mistakes, right? But um, again, we're we're just trying to learn from them, and, and that's how you get better. Something that I like to remember though is that you know if you can back up what your play was if you can have a coherent argument to say why what you did was the right thing to do i think then it's not a bad play right based on the knowledge that you have you're gonna hear other people that go oh well you should have targeted this why are you countering this i mean you're gonna hear this in other yeah. you know formats too um but a lot of that if you if you're if you knowing what you have in your hand other players don't um you know i i, I think if you can like i said just back up what you did you're in the you're on the right track. Yeah, and and even if you aren't, maybe you forgot about something. But as long as you have a reason for every play that you made, you'll be able to learn from the mistakes when you make them. So if you are trying to do something specifically because player A has something, but you forget that player B has something else on board, if you didn't think about that thing, but you had a reason, you'll more likely to remember where you messed up because you had a reason, you just forgot one last step. Sometimes, sometimes you lose because you think someone is going to do something that they don't, right? right? And sometimes you you, you got to learn from those scenarios too. So got to make them have it. And you, yeah, exactly. Got to make them have it. And you only learn if you play in those scenarios too. Should we talk about some rapid fire resources before yes, we go? Yes, let's rapid fire up a, up a couple of other resources here. Um, the CEDH subreddit. 
great for just CEDH content, like all the content creators post all of their new stuff there when it comes out. Um, great for single card discuss discussion. Not good if you're looking for memes. All right, uh, the CEDH uh, content creators on Twitter, also great to follow. Uh, they tweet about all kinds of stuff, unless they're me, and then we only tweet about like things once every couple of days. Um, I don't know. I'm still new. I'm going to get better. Uh, not great for your sanity, though. Um, combo. <laughs> uh, the combo database, great way to learn about a bunch of different combos that are out there and what you might see, um, how to interact with them. That's how you learn how to deal with them. Um, the staples list. We've mentioned the staples list before. Uh, big old link on Moxfield, full of over 200 cards that you might see pretty regularly. CEDH.guide, also something we notated extensively. Um, they're great. Check them out. Um, and then if you can't proxy for some reason um, and you need to go budget, uh, budgetbrews.club is also a great place to go uh, if you are under those restraints too wow i can't believe we've done it seven and a half tips on how to get into cdh as well as some resources yes any final thoughts yeah um just have fun yeah have fun with it don't get bogged down about the game theory don't get bogged down about you know um really anything if you're just with your friends and you're having fun that's what matters. Yep. It's not winning or fun. Winning is fun. Winning is fun. Trying yeah. to win. Playing to win is fun. Much more than winning, at least for me. I want to yeah. try to win. That's the fun part. Exactly. Exactly. Also, if you don't know, ask. A lot of tables will also be very willing to uh, help you through lines if you need to, or if there are certain interactions that you're not too familiar with and you say, hey, how does you know this card work with this card? Um, people are very willing to help explain uh, what their cards do. Yeah. And I would also just close on CDH is a mindset more than anything else. Yeah. The only thing that really separates it from other commander is that, you know, the mindset that we're all playing to win, we're all making strategies and get card assessments based on trying to win the game. Um, and through that, uh, it, it, you, you have a lot of fun doing. You have fun while you're trying to have that mindset of, uh, of playing to win. So that's it. That's the seven and a half steps on how to get into the format. This is the first of many Play to Win podcasts that we're going to start putting out on a weekly basis here. Um, so if there's anything that you want to see us talk about in the future, definitely make sure you leave that in the comment down below. Thank you so much for watching. If you'd like to support us directly, you can do so at Patreon like our $100 patrons. Demon of Razgriz and Baby G-Bus. If you'd like to find any of our merch like this right here, you can do so at playtowinmtg.com. If you'd like to support us at no extra cost to you, check out our affiliate links down below next time you use those services. Follow us at TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram for more content. Thank you so much for watching. See you next time. Should we talk about the $50 patrons? Eli Richty. Jason Perkins. Man Solo. Nikola Marakovic. Steven Schlichty. That Green Guy. Plantain Jackson. Isaiah Berliski. Michael Lyon. Pedro. Pedro. By Byron Wang. C. Kwaja Ha... Fuck, I know you. <laughs> Kwaja A. Hamid. Jacob Depp. CZ. Michael Ballou. Jan Wildfang. Adrian Jar Jarvis. <laughs> Who? You said Adrian Jarvis. <laughs> Sleepy Jarvis. Sleepy Jarvis. <laughs> bueno. Swampy McGee. David Nelson. Vinny Bianca. Jormag. Moxfield. <laughs> Why did we make it so impossible? It just looks like we don't know how to read. <laughs> no, we don't. I think we've made that clear many times on the channel. Um, that's good? Yeah. You feel it? No, it's still there. Oh, I did! Oh, I did! Go. I thought I had it! That's it.